0: you could have chose to be you chose to be right here with us on breakfast with champions and that means the world to me and i absolutely stinking love you for it so with that said we are excited to launch the new breakfast with champions podcast thanks so much
1: you know this is my first time with you guys in the new year you know so much is going on right now but i'm just grateful I'm just in this place in life right now where you know I'm 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 being honored by the relationships that I've built, you know. And, and with that being said, when it comes to breakfast with champions, I want to just take a moment to honor Glenn. Glenn, I hope you have great success. No, I know you will have great success. One second. <laughs> Love you, babe. Baby girl's getting ready to leave. Um, I know you're gonna have great success today. I'm just so proud of you, man, and just the work that you've done, the impact that you've had. You know, watching you grow and continuously evolve as a human being, as a spirit on this journey, you know, you you are the epitome of rise and grind. And I always say that, you know, and I have the utmost respect for you and the family, the tribe that, that you've built here, you know, you know, this topic today. Guys, listen, I've been on this journey of, of self-mastery and as a self-mastery guide, coach, speaker, and just lover of life since well i guess for 18 years now and you know when i'm looking at what we're coming into when i'm looking at you know so many people who are passionate about changing their lives so many people who are passionate about growing evolving stepping into something new you know and we start talking about you know these these things such as relationships and the connections that we build and the circle of friends that we have around us i can tell you right now that if it wasn't for circles like this throughout my journey You know, I wouldn't be who I am, but understand this: sometimes, you know, we didn't we we didn't have Clubhouse or Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or none of that stuff when, when I got started on my journey. And I often tell people like there were times in my journey when I would say, man, I wish somebody would just be here and tell me what to do. Like, I was hungry. I'm an eternal student, you know, and so many times on our journey, we get we feel lonely, we feel disconnected. And we're learning, we're evolving in that process. And sometimes it's not even that we want to hand out, we want to hand up, you know. So I've always surrounded myself with people who I say are five five to 10 steps ahead of me, five to 10 steps ahead of me, who are truly waking up every day to rise and grind and be the very essence of what they've been called to be. You know, I've gotten to work. With with Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Pat Quinn, Pete Vargas, and a lot of other people in the personal development space, yeah, you know, I'm a published author. I have a podcast, Evolved Mastery, that that reaches over 67 countries right now, steadily growing, and that's just been a blessing in and of itself. You know, I'm in the process of starting an app. I'm writing my my second. Well, I'm getting ready to publish my second book, um, Warrior of Love, Speaker of Truth. It's a decade anthology, ten years of of some of my writings and and just things that I've used to educate people, evolve people's lives. And I'm also writing my third book which I hope will be done by March. That's the goal that I've set for myself and it's called Unbreakable. You know, but I want to talk to you guys today about living an unbreakable life, building unbreakable connections and becoming truly fruitful and multiplying in your life you know, with, without the right people around you, without the right circle, you're gonna you're gonna you're, do yourself a major disservice. And, and I want you guys to just sit with me this morning. We're gonna have a conversation. And you know, anybody who knows me knows that it's not the Princeton show when I talk, I let the spirit take over and whatever the spirit needs to say through me, I let the spirit say it, you know, because I understand that the spirit knows better for you than I do. The spirit knows better for me than I do. So I always listen to what the spirit is saying. You know, and so, you know, I I was thinking this morning about the relationship when it comes to setting goals. For those of you, I believe that if you're in this room right now, you believe that you're here for a reason. You believe that you have a purpose in your life, even if you haven't fully discovered it yet. You know, and I'm gonna ask you, do you truly understand the cost of greatness? Do you truly understand the cost? of greatness, see, because when you start growing, just like Glenn has grown Breakfast with Champions, there's a cost that comes with that greatness. To whom much is given, much is required. You know, I thought I was a pretty... Did anyone
2: else lose sound, is it me? No, yes,
1: no. No, no. I think we lost him. Yes, yeah, we lost, we lost him. him. Oh, can you guys hear oh, me? Now we can. We yeah. lost
2: you for a minute, there. I have- oh, oh I don't
1: know what happened. To me. I-, I got muted. <laughs> 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 but um, I was saying in the beginning, I thought I was a pretty great leader, you know. And now I remember reading one day, you know, uh, about this one-dimensional leader. How most people are one-dimensional leaders. You know and their circle is one dimensional and i remember reading that and it never set right with me and you know as i as i read that i said you know i wasn't born to be a a one dimensional leader i was born to be a multi-dimensional leader and you know i, I studied and i meditated on that thing and i started thinking about the people that i had the power to lead i started thinking about you know, how I would lead them. I started thinking about, you know, people like Martin Luther King. I started thinking about people like, you know, Malcolm X. I started thinking about people like Jesus, you know, people like Paul. I started thinking about people who had accepted the call on their life. People who had chosen to take up their bed and walk. And I remember sitting one day and I started reading what I call the three hindered disciples in the Bible. You know again there's a cost to leadership there is a cost to leadership are you willing to pay the cost and i'm i'm reading about these 300 disciples and so jesus is out he's walking and this man runs up to him clearly knowing who he is clearly understanding his journey clearly understanding the work that he's done his name is well known at this point point. and this man runs up to jesus and he says i'll follow you jesus i'll follow you jesus i'll follow you jesus and, you know, I imagine, you know, it made me laugh, like the, the illustration and how Jesus responds, it almost makes you think, did, he, did you even hear what he said? Like, I can only imagine what the guy was thinking, but he said, I'll follow you, Jesus. And Jesus looks at him and he said, you know, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not aware to lay his head. And you never hear anything from that man again. He said, foxes have holes, but the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have not a where to lay his head. Basically saying, do you know what it's going to cost you to follow me? Do you know what it's going to cost you? Do you know what you're going to have to give up? Do you know what you're going to have to walk away from? Do you know that once you start this journey, you can't go back? See, we're here, but for a short time. You know, and so he's asking a serious question. Are you willing to accept the cost? Do you understand the cost? And I think sometimes as leaders, I'm going to keep going, but I think sometimes as leaders, you know, we, we forget to ask our people that, you know, do you understand the cost? Sometimes as we're growing, we forget to ask our circle that. We, we forget to draw a steady and heavy line in the sand when we begin to grow. See, we try to be around people, you know, who they don't they don't accept the cost. We try to be around people who wanna complain. We try to be around people who wanna make excuses. We try to be around people who don't wanna move the needle because they're lazy, they procrastinate. We try to be around people who wanna mooch off of our table, but not build a table of their own. See, we try to be around people that we've been familiar with and that we've been comfortable with. But as leaders, we rise and we say, do you know what it's gonna to cost to follow? Do you know what it's gonna to cost to take this journey with me? Do you know what it's gonna cost for you to step into your power to continue to level up with me? Do you know what it's gonna cost in order for you to step into the greatness that I believe is in you? Do you know what it's gonna cost you? Because this isn't something you just start and then stop one day. This isn't something when, when things aren't going your way, and you're not getting the recognition you feel like you need to get because you've been sitting at my table for so long, what is it gonna cost you? See, because I'm paying my dues. See, Glenn has paid his dues. He's paid his dues. You know, and you know what happens, what I've learned as a leader over the years is, when you're the one paying your dues consistently, People love to join you. They love to run up on you. I'll follow you. I'll follow you <laughs> when they see you paying your dues. You know, and many times they don't accept the cost of what that means. So when you start growing or rather outgrowing your circle, people don't always understand that. People don't always understand. That foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have not a where to lay his head. I'm so busy doing the work that, yeah, yeah, I want you sitting at the table. Yeah, I want you here with me, but I want you accepting the cost of what that means in your own life. What is the foundation that you are creating so that we can partner in our greatness, so that we can elevate in our greatness, so that we can step into our greatness and be what we've been called, created, and purposed to be. See, when you join a champion circle, see, and and this is important, you you gotta be willing to accept the cost. You have to be willing to become a champion. You have to be willing to level up. You know, and I've watched Glenn continuously level up. I've watched Breakfast with Champions continue to to level up. There are people who are here now who weren't here in the beginning. (laughs) There are people who, 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 in the beginning, it was all last and we're family, but then the moment the light wasn't on them, they felt some type of way. And I'll tell you real quick, I'm one of those leaders where I say, I set my face as stone. Nobody on this planet is worth me not walking in my purpose to serve. And anything, any energy, any 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 conversation, any idea, any malice, anything that gets in the way of me doing that, understand this. I I, I understand that you might feel some type of way because you're you're being outgrown, but understand that I'm gonna continue to grow. I'm going to continue to push because birds of the air, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have not a where to lay his head. When you accept the call of your greatness, there are going to be people who run up on you. There are going to be people who say, I'll follow you. I'm with you, I'm with you. But do they truly accept the cost? Now, in the story of the 300 disciples, as I call them, you know, the next guy runs up to Jesus. He comes up to him. He's like, Jesus, Jesus. He's like, I'll follow you. I'll follow you, but first let me return home. Whoo, come on first let me return home to bury my father. Now he didn't even say his father was dead yet. He said, basically, let me go home. And then after I bury my father, I'll come and follow you. After I bury my father, I'll accept the call of the greatness that you walk in. I'll step into it then. You know, and this this comes around to us in our lives. I know some people might say, man, if somebody said that to me, I don't know. You know, but you know, I took this thing to heart. You know, Jesus was saying, let the dead bury the dead. You know, he said, when, when when that guy said, you know, you know, I'll follow you. But first, let me let me return home. Let me make sure, you know, things are good at home. Let, let me go home first. And then after, after, you know, this situation subsides, then I'll follow you. How many of you are waiting to bury an old relationship, bury that old job? bury that old that old the old circumstances that old mindset how many of you are letting things that are dying things that 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 it's time to let go of things that are keeping you from stepping into your power how many of you are, are allowing those things to keep you from stepping into the call and accepting the call of your greatness jesus looked at him and he's like you know <laughs> you know this might sting a little bit but listen Let the dead bury the dead. They're gone. They're not not here anymore. If you're going to let people, I don't care if it's your family, stop you from accepting the call of your greatness. If you're going to let those those friends stop you from accepting the call of greatness, you're not ready. Now, he had a similar conversation with the third hindered disciple. (laughs) He came up to him, Jesus, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. But first, let me return to my home house and tell my family goodbye. First, let me return home and uh, let me tell everybody what I'm about to do. Let me tell everybody where I'm about to go. Let me tell everybody, you know, that that I'm, I'm on this mission now. And Jesus looks at him and he says, no, man, no, man. He didn't say some man can and some man will. He said, no, man having put his hand to the plow, and turning away is fit for the kingdom." See, there's some of you in this room who you got the call of the inspiration that has fed a vision, that's shown you what you're capable of, but you're still hanging around the same people. You'll start, and then you turn away from it for a little while, you'll start, walking in your purpose, your divine calling, your gifts, and then you'll find an excuse to turn away from it. Jesus said, no man, having put his hand to the plow, meaning you started doing it, you started tilling the ground for the seeds that you were about to sow and you turned away. You're not fit for the kingdom. But I wanna talk to you about that this morning. Jesus' message when he first came after, the, after being in the wilderness was repent for the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is at hand. That word repent in Aramaic, and I love teaching this because I think a lot of the times, you know, I'm, I'm in the room with a bunch of Christians, I believe, you know, and believers of faith. You know, when you start looking at this conversation and you start looking at the word repent, and a lot of times we've come to... To believe the word repent means something to the effect of, Father, forgive me. I accept Jesus into my heart. Please save my life. You know, I accept you into my heart. That's not repentance. That's not repentance. And I know religion has taught us that. But when Jesus spoke it, understand, Jesus spoke Aramaic. Aramaic, one word can have 50 to 100 different meanings depending on its context. And when I started, I went back to school when my life first changed after my fu- suicide attempt. And You know, I had this massive spiritual shift in my life. I went back to school. I got a bachelor's in biblical studies in Eastern religion and I was hungry. I started studying the original languages. I started studying what they were saying, but you know, I fell in love with the Aramaic language because one word can have 52. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The
0: Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life.
1: Head on over to the morning to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. 100 different meanings, but it's an it's an illustrative word the words paint a picture. They tell a story, they don't speak like we speak, you know, in, in Aramaic, you know, they're, they're visual storytellers you know, and how they show up. Their words paint a picture. And a lot of times we read the words, just a sidebar real quick, we read the words literally like we would English. And this is why so much is lost in translation because we read like we might've said it. You know, it's a literal word. It means that no, but the word repentance, when he's saying repent for the kingdom is here now. Remember no man having put his hand to the plow and turning away from the kingdom is fit you know, or having having turned away is fit for the kingdom. He says, repent. That word repent illustrates a 180 degree turn. It illustrates a coming back to, a remembering. So ultimately what he was saying was, wake up, come back to, remember what you are because the kingdom is here now. Because you've forgotten what you are, because you've forgotten how powerful you are, You have been missing the mark of your divine purpose. You have been missing the mark of your divine potential. You have been missing the mark of divine love. And because you are not walking in it, you can't see the kingdom. Why? Because all these things are focusing you on the external. But when we start to study, Jesus' message was not repent, 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 repent. You know, his message was the kingdom. He came to wake us up to the kingdom. And he was always saying, The kingdom is like this, and the kingdom is like this, and the kingdom is like this, and the king. He was always painting pictures of what the kingdom was like. Don't believe me? Go study it for yourself. Look up and study all the illustrations of the kingdom and seek wisdom around what that's saying. But in Matthew 6:33, you know, as we're growing, as we're saying, I'm ready for my purpose, as we're saying, I want to step into it. See, some of you. When when things get tough, when you you start accepting the call of greatness, or you put your hand to the plow, guess what? You start focusing on the external stuff. You start focusing on the money. You start focusing on on the the, the cars, the house. You start focusing on what you don't have. You start focusing all these things, all the external stuff. Matthew six thirty three, you know, or in Matthew chapter six, you know, around verse twenty nine, starting going into thirty three. You know, he's talking about, you know, take no thought. Take no thought of what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live. Take no thought of even tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough concerns of its own. Instead, seek ye first. Again, the kingdom is at hand. It's here now. It's not somewhere you go. He said, it says, seek ye first. The kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. All right. So when we start putting our hand to the plow, when we truly repent, when we truly start remembering what we are and we begin to accept that the truth begins to set us free, the truth begins to set us free in our power to create as a man think so that man becomes. It begins to shift and change the way we see our circles. It begins to shift and change the way we see our lives. It begins to shift and change the way we interact with this world. It begins to shift and change our perceptions. You know, And we have to realize that this is an internal game. What do I mean? Well, a few passages over, Jesus comes back and he says, don't listen to men when they say, lo, the kingdom is here or the kingdom is there as if it's somewhere to go. He said, for I tell you, the kingdom is in you. It's in you. It's in you. And so many times we get that inspiration, that spark, and it reminds us of what we are. It reminds us of what our potential is. It reminds us of what we're capable of. And we'll start doing it for a little bit, and then we turn away from it the moment the externals don't line up with what the internal is telling us. Excuse me. And as a result, we're not fit for the kingdom, why? Because we haven't had the full realization yet that how I think, how I respond, how I speak, the people I surround myself with, all of those things will hinder me If I don't remember and fully commit to the cost of greatness that the Kingdom requires of me, are you willing to accept the cost of greatness? Are you willing to take your eyes off of the external? Are you willing to take your eyes off of the cloud? Are you willing to take your eyes off of what people think about you? Are you willing to take your eyes off of how people feel about you? Are you willing to take your eyes off of those things to seek ye first the kingdom? The kingdom that woke you up one day and said you were called for more than this. See, some of you are in this room right now and you're feeling these words and you're thinking back to the moment When you first got inspired to do something new, when you first got inspired to outgrow that circle, when you first got inspired to start that business, when you first got inspired to manifest the new growth, when you first got inspired, when the kingdom was in your face and it was speaking to you in those moments where your surface personality had been cracked, the light started shining through and you had a revelation of what was possible. And that revelation started showing you, if you stay where you are, you're not gonna be able to step into this. If you keep having the same conversations, you're not gonna be able to step into this. If you keep hanging around the same people, you're not gonna be able to stay in this. You see, you gotta really get focused and 100% committed to the kingdom so that you can do as Jesus said, go and sin no more. Go and miss the mark. See, my, my desire, my heart today, it is to awaken you to the power of what you are as a kingdom being with the potential to manifest. Ew, man, come on. Jesus said if you had the faith of a mustard if you truly know what you are, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain and tell that mountain to move. And the mountain's got to move. The problem is you guys haven't repented. You haven't fully remembered what you are. You haven't fully accepted the call that's on your life. You haven't fully accepted the capabilities and the potential that speaks to you every single day. You haven't fully accepted it. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. I came to show you what you are. John 14, 12, if you truly believe then the same works I have done, you will do. Also, he didn't say, you might do some of it, and this stuff might be hard over here. So you might not be able to do that because I was great at that. He didn't say, you know, you know, I'm up here, I'm in a league of my own. You know, everybody can't do do what I can do, even though a lot of people believe that way. Isn't Isn't that crazy? Like a lot of believers, quote unquote. Say they follow you, Jesus, I follow you, Jesus, I follow you, Jesus, but you don't accept the cost. You're still waiting for external factors to line up before you step into your purpose and your power. See, you're still trying to entertain friends and you're trying to appease people who aren't accepting the call in their own life and you keep turning away from the plow, tilling the ground of your purpose so that you can be fruitful and multiply but you have to be willing to let these things go. You have to be willing to accept your call. Now, when my journey first began, I I didn't know a lot. I didn't know a lot. People hear me now and they're like, oh man, you're powerful. That's great. I'm just a servant. I'm just a vessel who has allowed myself to completely surrender to the process, who has allowed myself to completely commit to the call of the kingdom, because I know it's here now. I feel it every time I take a step forward when I want to give up. I feel it every time people walk away from me and I keep moving. I feel it every time I, I take that, I take a new new opportunity. I feel it every time I get knocked to my knees and have to stand back up. I feel it every time people talk about me. I feel it every time people people judge me. See, because I am driven by something much greater than me. I am driven by the knowledge and the knowing that if Jesus could accept everything that he was, if he could be beaten beyond recognition, if he could still move the way he moved and look out over people, that some he had to walk away from, even his family. You know, and people say, what do you mean he walked away from his family? Remember when he's sitting and he's talking and he's teaching and there comes a knock on the door, somebody comes to Jesus, hey, your your mother, your brother, and your sisters are here. And Jesus said, who are my mother, my brother, and my sisters, except for those who do the will Of the father. See, he understood the assignment. He understood. He only had a short time. And see, tomorrow's not promised. You could have, like Jesus, three years left. You could have one day left. One month left. One year left. We don't know. But the cost of my greatness. The cost of allowing the kingdom to be set free in my life. The cost of returning to my greatness and setting a standard with my life is with me every single day. And like Maya Angelou said, and still I rise. Are you willing (laughs) to accept the cost? Are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to evolve? To accept that just like Jesus said, if you truly believe in what I have taught you, remember, he told the disciples, he said, I no longer, I don't, I don't call you servants. I call you friends for with every, everything he didn't say for some things that have been revealed to me. He said, for with everything that has been made known to me that has been revealed to me, I have made known to you." This is why the original followers of Jesus were not known as not, not known as Christians, they were called Gnostic. The word Gnostic in Greek means knowing. They had a knowing. See, when you have a knowing of what you are, it doesn't matter what happens, it doesn't matter what people say, it doesn't matter who walks away, it doesn't matter who doubts you, it doesn't matter what the circumstances look like, it doesn't matter what it feels like, when you understand the call, when you understand your purpose, when you reawaken and remember the kingdom and remember what's in you, remember what's been given to you, remember the power that you have to speak and something has to be. Remember, when that happens, that's when your life shifts. This is why for years, See, I didn't focus on much of the the, the professional development and making all the money. I knew that I was here to do something great. I knew that I was here to impact the world. I knew that I was here to create a massive shift in this world. But guess what? It hadn't showed up yet. It hadn't showed up yet. But I kept remembering the kingdom. And I would tell myself, it's here right now. It's here right now. Now, the world may not see it yet, but I am faithing it. In every single thing that I do see I have to show up I gotta speak different I gotta think different I gotta act different I gotta move different I gotta breathe different I gotta be around different people I gotta be in different circumstances in different situations because I am constantly evolving and growing I am an original blueprint meant to create and manifest something amazing you are an original blueprint there will never be another you that can move like you there will never be another you that can give birth to your gift like you. There will never be another you that can speak like you. There will never be another you that can create magic in this world like you. And it's time for you to remember that it's time to repent. It's time to come back. It's time to wake up. And don't you dare let anyone on this planet tell you who you are. Don't you dare let any circumstance on this planet delegate to you what you're capable of because as a man thinketh so that man becomes. And so I need you guys to start thinking with me this morning. I am great. I am powerful. I am amazing. I am an original. I am a gift to this world. So you got to start speaking different. You got to start thinking different. You got to start being different. I often ask my clients when I'm working with them, I often ask my clients to visualize that that version of them that has accepted their call, that version of them that's building that vision, whatever it may be, that version of them that has healthy relationships, that version of them that is successful, that version of them that walks in the fruit of the Spirit, that love. That joy, that peace, that meekness, that temperance, that long suffering, see the endurance, see that that's necessary. The fruit of the spirit, that endurance is necessary, but also the the fruit of self-control is necessary. The fruit of peace is necessary. The fruit of love is necessary. The fruit of meekness or humility is necessary. See, see, all of these things are active tools and switches that when flipped, ignite the kingdom in your life. But are you willing to accept or pay the cost? How long, Jesus would say, must I tarry before you get it? I always say, I'm not a Christian. I am a disciple of the message of Jesus. I have the knowing of the kingdom. I have awakened. I remember. I know. And as I speak, it shall be because I was given dominion over the earth. I was given dominion. See, a lot of you are praying and waiting for God to come and do something that he's given you dominion to do. What are you waiting for? God isn't gonna come do what you've been gifted to do. What does the Bible say? Work out your own soul's salvation. You gotta work out your own freedom. A lot of you don't feel free in your life because you start the work and you turn away. You start the work, then you make excuses. You start the work, you start focusing on everybody else. You start the work, And because people not growing with you you stop and settle with where people are you start the work and then because it expects greatness from you it's too much to handle see see when you truly accept the call on your life when you truly repent when you truly remember what you are you stop being like the lame man by the pool of bethesda see the lame man was always waiting for his blessing he would have people take him to, the, to the, the pool where it was said that if the spirit came in trouble of the water, you would get your healing. You would get your blessing. See, a lot of us are like the lame man. We, 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 we get somebody. We need people to carry us. We need people to carry us because we're still waiting for our blessing. But I'm going to tell you guys this morning, like Jesus told the lame man. See, Jesus walked up on the lame man and he said, you know, he's looking at him. He's laying there like, woe is me. I'm just waiting for the spirit to come and give me my blessing. I've been praying for it. I've been waiting for it. I've been believing for it. Jesus walks up on this man and he asks him a question. Will you be made whole? (laughs) (laughs) Will you be made whole? And of course, I'm thinking the the lame man's probably looking at him and thinking, yes, Jesus is about to touch me. I'm about to get my healing. Jesus looks at him and he said, he says, yes, 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 I will. Jesus looks at him and said, well, take up your bed and walk. See, a lot of you have been laying in the bed of fear, the bed of doubt, the bed of worry, the bed of unforgiveness, the bed of comparison. You have been laying in these beds of weakness. And today the spirit is saying to you, take up your bed and walk. Get up. Stop waiting for the blessing to come, be the blessing. Stop waiting for the validation and be the validation. Stop waiting for a seat at the table and create the table. See, you keep waiting, you keep waiting, you keep waiting, but it's time to stop waiting because one day tomorrow won't come, one day it won't come. It's time to stop waiting. It's time to turn back and remember, you are not weak. You are not a victim. You are not this woe is me, lonely, weak sinner that'll never be worthy of the kingdom. Regardless of what religion and its many illustrations and exegetical breakdowns have told you, I'm telling you what Jesus said. That's why I say I'm a a, a disciple of the message of Jesus, not of religion. I couldn't care less what you believe if it doesn't align with what Jesus said. What does the spirit say? It's time to stop being the hindered disciple. It's time to stop making excuses. It's time to stop focusing on all the external and it's time to get internal. See, for years, I focused on spiritual development long before I focused on the stuff. And see, I didn't even really focus on the stuff. I just kept developing my spirit. And when my spirit said, okay, it's time for you to grow in this area, I knew what I didn't know. So in that area, I would go and I would read. And I wouldn't just read to read, I would read to apply. Sometimes finishing entire books in days. I would go to Barnes and Noble, because again, Facebook, social media, all that stuff didn't exist when my life first changed. Some days I would spend 15 hours in Barnes and Noble and I would finish whole books because I was hungry. I had the awakening and the realization that I was a kingdom being with kingdom power to create kingdom in this world. I was hungry. I was motivated. I was inspired. Are you willing to accept the cost? Are you willing to evolve? Are you willing to become that? which is capable of fulfilling the vision that you've been given. Because as I always say, with vision comes provision. You will never be given a vision for something that you have been created to manifest and not be given the provision for it if you step into it, if you step into it, if you accept the call and pay the cost. What's the cost? Giving up everything that you think you are for everything that you truly are. That means you gotta stop having, again, the same conversations. You gotta stop talking to the same people. You gotta stop you know, settling for whatever comes your way. And You gotta start making decrees. Why? Because you have dominion. You have dominion. It's not something that you just get because you say I'm a Christian or I'm a believer. You were born with it. That's why salvation, before Jesus even came, salvation was called for over 73 times in the Old Testament. People say you could only have salvation when Jesus came. That's not true. All Jesus did was come to fulfill the prophecy. He came to be the example of what salvation looks like. That's why we are disciples, because we are to emulate what he showed us. For everything that has been made known to me, I've made known to you. Do you truly know? Are you still reading life through parables? See, the disciples asked Jesus, they said, why do you speak to them in parables? (laughs) And he said, because they have eyes, but they can't see. They have ears, but they can't hear. But to you, these things have been made known. See, a lot of you are still walking around and you're still eating off of the milk of parables. You haven't truly accepted the call. You haven't truly had the realization. And that's why transformation is not happening. Remember, as a man thinketh, so that man becomes. Doesn't say, so that man thinketh, it might happen. So that man thinketh, he becomes. What are you thinking in your heart? What are you feeling in your heart? What are you speaking into your life as a result of that? What are you doing? You want the success? You want the growth? You want the evolution of your life? You want the new relationships? You want that business? You want the the external to match the vision that you've been given? Well, you got to ask yourself, am I even in alignment with it? Again, look at that future version of you that's powerful, that's accepting it all. How are they responding? And be honest with yourself. Are they binge watching Netflix and Hulu and Prime and all these other shows or, or stations or networks? Are they sitting around having the same bum conversations that don't move the needle? Are they sitting around accepting less? Are they sitting around... You know, re- procrastinating, or are they fully engaged with the plow of their inspiration? What is that version of you doing? When you see yourself walking in everything you've been inspired to create and do, how is that version of you responding? I guarantee you, they have more peace, they have more joy, they have more temperance. You know, they become the thermostat, not the thermometer. They have more self-control. See, they're moving different. They're breathing different. They're creating different. So again, are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to accept the call on your life? This message of Jesus was a universal message. From the beginning, we were given dominion. We were the ones that chose to turn away from it. We were the ones that chose to believe the deception. This is why Jesus came with the message to repent, to come back to, to remember, for the kingdom is here now. A lot of people say, well, I can't wait to leave so I can go to the kingdom. I don't know what you're going to, because if you haven't found it now, you're not going to see it then. Jesus said many are going to come in the last day saying, you know, Jesus, I did this in your name and I did that in your name. You know, just like people are going to say, Glenn, I did this with you and I did that with you. But now I feel some type of way because things ain't going the way I want it to go. And, and you're going to say, I don't know you. Set your face faces stone, brother. Who are my family? Only those who do the will of the father. Only those who remember what they are and walk in the kingdom. See, and that's a tough call right there. See, because some of you feel like certain people left you and they went on and manifested and they just forgot where they came from. No, they just accepted the call of the kingdom on their life. While you chose to stay on your bed like the lame man waiting for your blessing. They realized that they were the blessing that they were waiting for. They accepted the call they paid the cost. Today, I want you guys to think about this next year. We're in 2022. By the way, Happy New Year to everybody. We're in 2022 right now. We got a whole year ahead of us, Lord willing. Ask yourself right now, am I willing to pay the cost? Am I willing to accept my purpose. And you got to answer this question, because if you can't answer this question 100% with the yes, I surrender it all. I surrender the doubt. I surrender the fear. I surrender the ignorance. I surrender the, the desire to measure up. I surrender the desire to seek validation. I surrender the desire to wait. I surrender the desire to procrastinate. And I accept my divine role in my life and in this world. And if you can't give that a heavy, stern yes, stop focusing on going to all the events and getting all the information. Stop focusing on, you know, paying, you know, all this money to get a coach to move the needle for you. Because if you can't move the needle for yourself, if you can't get. mm, 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 mm. See, I always say people say, oh, you're an amazing motivational speaker. I say I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker. There is a difference. See, because motivation is something you got to have within yourself. I can't give you motivation. I can inspire you to be motivated. But if you haven't set your heart on what you say you want, it doesn't matter how much I speak. It doesn't matter how much you pay to get coached. It doesn't matter how many courses you play for. If you haven't fully committed in your heart. See, a lot of times people talk about mindset. But I venture to say that heart set is more important than mindset because when your heart is sternly set on something, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. And you may say, well, you know, it still requires mindset. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me make something clear for you. And I always use this illustration. You ever heard of those, those stories where mothers are in car accidents and their children get pinned in the car, the car flips over and that mother Bumps herself. She gets she gets because her heart is set on saving that child. She's not thinking about the fire. She's not thinking about what what the conditions of the car is. All she's thinking about because her heart is in love with that child, that her heart knows that if she doesn't do something, that child's going to die. That baby, her baby is going to die. Her heart is set on it. So her brain doesn't even qualify or quantify the risk. It just moves. And you hear those stories of mothers who flip cars off for their children. Because their heart was set on it. They move these mountainous challenges to save that child. Now, I want to tell you guys something. That vision that you've been given to give birth to is your baby. It's your baby. And you got to fight for that baby. You got to stop flipping over in these experiences of your life and just watching that baby struggle. It's time for you to take action. It's time for you to save that baby. Because only you can give birth to it. See, your heart has to be set on it. See, because when that mother's heart is set on it, it's not about her mindset. Her brain, her heart tells her brain to move and get that baby. some of you are experiencing birth pains right now you're at this point in your life where everything feels like it's squeezing in it around you we call those contractions you're feeling the contractions in your life but you know what a time you know I, and i learned a lot you watching my wife i have 7 kids i'm not quite there with glenn yet but i have 7 kids and you know watching my babies be born when it's time to give birth i'm gonna tell you right now my, my kids mom my 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 oldest kid's their mom i remember when she was pregnant with my daughter she went into labor and you know we're in the car you know we're driving to the hospital and i'm talking about well we got to we got to make sure after you have a baby that that this is this is done and when we get back we need to make sure this is in order and and she's like she's like listen i can't focus on all that stuff right now All I can focus on are these contractions. All I can focus on is breathing because this baby is coming. See, for some of you, you are going into labor. You're going into labor right now. Life is squeezing you. And as that baby is trying to come, the baby is trying to come, the baby is trying to come, but you're too busy focusing on the externals. You're too busy focusing on tomorrow. You're too busy thinking about yesterday, but the baby is trying to come now. But when you go into labor, It's not time to focus on all this external stuff. It's not time to stay where you are. You can't just sit in the bed and say, oh, my water broke. I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to breathe through it. You know, you you know, your body prompts you to move. When it's when it's time to give labor. When it's time for that baby to come. You got to breathe and you got to push. You got to breathe and you got to push. You got to breathe and you got to push. See, what she was telling me in that car was right now I'm giving birth to a baby. I'm not concerned with the externals. All I'm concerned with is what's coming through me right now. See, you got to get focused, you got to give birth. Stop being the hindered disciple who starts and then stops, who makes up an excuse not to move, who makes up an excuse not to keep your hands on the plow of your vision. Stop being the lame man by the pool waiting for the blessing to come and and, and change your life. Take up your bed and walk today. Change your circles. Leave that job that you know you've been led to leave a long time ago. Step out on faith. See, the Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things unseen. See, faith, again, get that, get that, because a lot of times we use faith the wrong way. We use faith like hope. I have faith it's going to work out. I have faith that new relationship is going to come. I have faith the money is going to come. But faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. That means I can see it. I can feel it because I'm moving in it. I don't say I have faith for anything. I say I am faithing. Because faith is an action word, just like belief. It's an action word. See, a lot of you aren't manifesting what you are gifted to manifest because you're not faithing it. You're not taking faithful actions in your life. see, so you'll say, I know what my purpose is. I know what my calling is, but I don't care what comes after the but. The mere fact that you can say but shows that you are not completely committed to it. You don't truly trust it. But, but I don't wanna hear but. I know, therefore I am. Therefore I be. I am a human being. Not a human waiting for opportunities, waiting for blessing, waiting for the right people. I am a human being. And as I be, I become in real time right now. Now, the world may not see it yet. Fifteen years ago, I said, I'm going to work with some of the best in the industry. I'm one of the greatest speakers who's ever lived. I'm one of the greatest impactful people on this planet. I'm one of the greatest men who's ever walked this earth. And in the beginning, when I started talking that way, people was like, oh, you kind of cocky, aren't you? I said, no, I'm just confident in the kingdom. I'm confident in what's been revealed to me. So how can I speak any less than what I am? How can I be around other people who aren't walking like me, talking like me, building and creating and manifesting and being fruitful and multiplying like me? It's only a matter of time before... I cross paths with those people. Your vibe attracts your tribe. What are you believing for? What are you hoping for? What are you willing to pay for? You may say, well, Princeton, what's the cost? I've already told you, you got to give up everything that has exhausts itself against the very power of what you are. The Bible says for we have not been given. See fear, you only ever flow in two given states fear or love. But what does the Bible say about that? We have not been given a spirit of fear. Get this, get this, because a lot of you are waiting for the power to come and you think, no, it says we have not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. What does the Bible say about love? It says God is love and they that walk in love are one with God. This is why Jesus only gave two commandments, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, for there is no greater love. As I learned to walk in love and gratitude for what has been given to me, as I learned to embrace the blueprint of what I had been created to call in, I set a standard with my life because I know that in me is a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. See, when you have a sound mind, there is no confusion. This is why I always say, as a leader, you either walk with me or get out of the way. I won't feel any type of way regardless. Cause no man having put his hand to the plow and turning away. Every time I even give focus to you being negative because you don't know what you are. Every time I lean into the commentary of people who don't accept their power, I'm turning away from the plow. So as a leader, I don't have time to. See, some of y'all got to turn away from what your parents want for you or what your family wants. You got to turn away from what other people expect you to be and do. You got to turn away from what your life says you are, and you got to start being what you wanna see in your life. You gotta be committed to the process. And so as we dial it down this morning, again, I ask you, are you willing to pay the cost? Guys, I appreciate you. Sarah, I appreciate you, I appreciate you. I love you.
2: Now, Princeton, you know you don't woke me up my sleep. You gotta tag me and <laughs> dial it down. We can't dial it down just yet. You don't woke me up my sleep. I hear my phone going off. I hear you going crazy in the chat. Can't dial it down. We gotta level up a little bit more, if that's okay. Hey. Up, Come on, King. Jedi Master, Jedi Master, Jedi Master. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Glenn, go ahead and take it, my friend. Thank you. I, I I just honor you. I love you. Thank you for what you've created here, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes from here.
0: Oh, man, I ain't taking it anywhere. I'm going to hand it over to King. Let him continue to elevate. That's I mean, just straight fire, Princeton. I honor you. I love you. I respect you,
1: and I am grateful for you this morning. Thank you, my brother. King, well, go ahead and take it away, man. I was trying to honor time, but go ahead, brother. You
2: know? <laughs> now, my friend, now, you know... When we spoke on the phone, I cried and I said, Princeton, I don't know what to do with this fire that's inside of me. I said, I don't really understand what God got going on for me, but let me do it like this. He only needed 12. Jesus only needed 12 people and one of them betrayed him. How many people do you really need in your circle? Well, see, in order to have a solid foundation, technically for a building, check out four people, four solid people, four solid people and you don't want the type of people that's just gonna be yes men in your circle. I remember Diddy had a show called The Apprentice and he was wearing a tie-dye shirt and he was on his way to the Oscars and he says, how many of y'all think I look good right now? And they were like, oh yeah, Diddy, you look amazing. You look amazing. And he had the camera record all of it. And when he came back out, he said, you know what, y'all? I love you, but all y'all fired. We're fired? Why would you fire us? because you wouldn't tell me the truth. See, you were so busy trying to be impressed by who I am, you wouldn't tell me what I needed to know. See, your real friends are gonna tell you what you need to know, and they're not gonna always tell you yes, every decision that you're saying is the best because no one knows it all. See, that's why you have to have a team. That's why it has to be collaboration over competition. That's why everyone has to understand the vision. You can't tell your vision that everybody is like playing a telephone game because by the time the last person gets the vision, your vision is going to be something totally different than what it started from. See, you have to understand that your mind, because Princeton was talking about giving birth. Princeton was talking about planting seeds. Well, let's look at the world because Mother Earth works the same way because anytime you go into the dirt and you plant a seed and the sun comes up and it rains, it waters, and all of a sudden the seed starts to grow. Well, guess what? Your mind works the same way because your thoughts are the seed and how you water and nurture the seed is how you view yourself in the mirror. See, but the careful thing that you gotta be careful about, seeds work both ways. Because if you're not planting your seed, then my question is who are you allowing in your ear to plant something that was never supposed to be planted by the things that you hear, the things that you listen to, the things that you accept, the things that you allow. See, you can plant blessings or you can plant curses. What are you allowing to be planted in your mind, in your garden, in your vision, everything that God gave you? Are you allowing the right people to implant seeds into your mind so that way you can grow? Because here's the thing, the promised land has already been promised that means god has already done his job when he said let my people go when people were walking in the wilderness it wasn't that the promised land wasn't there the question was could they stay focused to fulfill the promise to get to the promised land see before you was even born there was a destiny called in your life you have to already understand that you are neo of your own story the problem is the move with the movie the matrix is neo really never changed the only thing that changed about Neo was his mindset. See, he was always Neo in the Matrix. He was always the one. Sorry, but You're going through so much impact right now. Like, it's incredible how much you've crammed into four minutes. I can't even believe how much you're building on what Princeton shared. And now you're taking us into the Matrix, and I just want to be respectful of time because we have our next person on stage. But I'm so grateful to you pouring into us this morning um, if there's kind of a final thought you have, and then I'm going to pass the mic over. Yes, I'm going to finish the statement with Neil, See, you are always been the one in your life. The question is, do you believe that you're the one? Because the day that you look in the mirror and forgive yourself for all the things that you think that you've been through, that's been mentally and physically holding you back from getting to where you are supposed to be, the day that you decide that you're going to make it happen in your life will be the day that you will be the one. This is King Jacquel Martin. Look in the mirror. Thank you so much, King. Wow. There has been